Hello, welcome back to Outnumbered the Podcast, episode 223, and we're talking about arriving on time. We're going to share with you why you should try to arrive on time, five tips to help you make a timely arrival, and then what to do if and when you arrive late. So are you ready? Let's uh, let's make a timely start. Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. All right, guys, we are back with an episode about how to arrive on time as a lo- as a large family. We are not very excited to record this episode because <laughs> neither of us know very much about this. So maybe this is just like an information gathering session and you can like brainstorm along with us. <laughs> actually, I didn't want to tell you, Audrey, but we've actually gotten a lot better at this and we are regularly on time to church, which I think is like the number one hardest thing to do because first of all, everybody has to get ready and decent looking. It's not like you can just run out of the house in your pajamas and we're all going one place together. So I feel like when we when we kind of hit that milestone of getting to church on time that I was like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of amazing. <laughs> to be fair, it was mostly my husband's doing, but <laughs> uh, you know, when um when we first got married and before we had kids, um so a, a couple that had kids told us, now every time you have a kid, you need to add 10 minutes to your leave time so that you can, you know, leave 10 minutes earlier, 10 minutes earlier. Little did they know we we're going to have nine kids. We're really like 90 minutes, 90 minutes than- later. We're going to have to leave at two kids. So we're going to start getting ready at 12. <laughs> we just, but that we're not far off there. We're going to share some good tips today, but I have to share it with you guys. A really funny meme I saw a while ago. Um, and it said, I used to always wonder why my mom was the last one in the car. We would all get in the car with my dad and my siblings, and we would sit and wait and wait and wait, all thinking, where in the heck is mom? <laughs> what is she possibly doing in there? And now that I'm a mom, I know the answer is everything. She was doing everything. <laughs> so to be fair, we do have an excuse for running late. Like we're running in the house going, I guarantee that kid forgot shoes. I guarantee no one grabbed diapers and wipes. I guarantee that no light in the house is turned off. So I'm going to go through the entire house, turn it all off, lock all the doors, turn off the curling iron, you know? So excuses abound, but we're going to give you some tips for, for making sure that you can get someplace on time. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Everything. It is true. But you know what? This episode is as much for us it is, as it is for you. We still struggle with arriving on time as a large family, so, but we've gathered five tips that we do use to attempt to arrive on time in places. And it, it really is complicated with, you know, the more kids you have, the more complicated it is to get somewhere because there's so, so many variables, but um, that's what we're going to try. That's what we're going to strive for in this episode. Yeah, please, please don't feel any condemnation coming from us. In fact, another humorous segment is Audrey sent me the link for this episode and the, t- the topic for the email was be on time. But guess who was late to record? <laughs> me. <laughs> 
So totally something that we work on. Yeah. Yeah. But I sent you the link right at the time we were supposed to record. And I I also had in my email, hang on a second. I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. (laughs) You guys would laugh at how many times we're like, okay, I'm almost ready to record. Let me just go to the bathroom and I'll be right back. Because does mom have a dedicated time to go to the bathroom? No. It's whenever we can squeeze in five minutes. Yeah. But we're all trying to do better, right? Yes. Okay. So why should you try to arrive early (laughs) or on time? Um, it's just kind of a respect for others. This is why we attempt to arrive on time. You may have some different reasons. Um, it's a respect for other people who are maybe waiting for us to get there. Um, it's representing large families well, um, you know, that we don't always have our pants on fire when we walk in the door because we've been running so late. But it also, there's the logistics. It takes extra time to get everyone settled. When a large family walks in, maybe they got to go get some more chairs because they didn't have enough set up, right, or something because... They didn't expect 10 more people to come in one minute before the time to start. Um, Kids behave better with the reduced stress of your arriving on time. And then also mom and dad, like our mindset and being on being having a peaceful um, attitude and aura about a timely arrival, it affects the whole family. Like if dad had to drive 10 miles over the speed limit to get there, he's just really not going to be in a very good mood when you get there. And that affects everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another thing is that if you arrive late to a place with a large family, you are way more disruptive than if there's just one or two or even five of you, right? Yeah. There's no sneaking in the door. No. 12 of us walk in late and every head swivels to the door. So it's really disruptive to wherever you're showing up to show up late. So we try really hard. If you want to fly under the radar, like, well, don't have 10 kids, but if you want to fly under the radar, like get there early, get settled and, uh, you know, get your kids behaving before things start, right? Okay. So number one, put your calendar to work for you, whether it's a paper calendar or a digital calendar, it doesn't matter what your preferred calendaring method is. Make sure you're putting everything on your calendar. You guys, I cannot believe how many years I functioned as a mother without a calendar. I mean, I had one like on the wall, but like something that said every single appointment, every single to do. Um, but my life got complicated quickly and I finally had to, had to put it down. So, um, we have a couple of calendars we use. Number one is phone simply because it has all the alerts on it. Right. So when it's time to leave, I get an alert, all the things. Um, but then we do use a wall calendar for both the week and a separate one for the month. And that is for the purpose of my children and husband seeing what's going on. Right. They all know, oh, look, piano is this day. We have this recital here. We have this appointment here um, on the big calendars. But it really doesn't matter what you do as long as you do it consistently. Yes, yes. Um, We also use digital calendars for setting reminders. A really cool thing is with calendar apps, you can have, you can put an event in and right when you put the event in, you can say, remind me at this time, (laughs) one hour before, two hours before. So we use it for setting reminders and tracking appointments digitally. It's helpful because if I'm out at, um, the orthodontist and I'm making it an appointment for a month away, I'm not going to remember that by the time I get home guaranteed. But if I have my calendar right there, I can set it right there and then it's, it's set. Um, and then we use paper calendars. We also, you know, record it, like you said, where kids can see, everybody can see. And then like daily schedules, those are better for my kids on paper that they're not looking mm-hmm. um, at. And, and I like that. I prefer that too. Like what I have to do in the day, I'd like to keep that like in a paper planner, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. the I, I found myself really struggling with that too, because I didn't want to pick up my phone every time I needed to see what was going on for the day. So we finally just got a, uh, a chalkboard calendar just for the week in the kitchen. And so Sunday night, I'll write down everything that we have for the week. And so the kids can very easily say, what, what day was my orthodontist appointment? What day was, you know, soccer practice, et cetera. I will also say that when it comes to regular things, 
things that I don't necessarily want to clutter up my calendar with. Like for example, a girl's dance rehearsal. I may or may, you know, if it's a regular Tuesday thing, I might not always want to put it on my Tuesday calendar, but I always have an alert set. So I have calendars and then the alerts of when to leave, et cetera. And then I also have alarms in the clock app of my phone that reminds me to go pick up this kid from preschool, for example, because preschool will be on my calendar when it's time to pick the kid up. Where's mom? Who knows? I'm, I'm forgetting, you know? <laughs> so if you have something that you're perpetually late for, or you're not getting ready for in time, or you just completely drop the ball and forget, those alarms are so helpful. The only downside is when you go on vacation, your alarm, your phone's going off every 30 minutes. I'm like, what is yeah. happening? I'm like, this is the life I lead. <laughs> <laughs> Back in real life, I'd have to be going somewhere every half an hour, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is so helpful to have an audible reminder that you can hear. Hey, ding, 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 right? Because, you know, I'll look at, you know, I'll look at the clock and I'll be like, okay, 15 minutes, but then I lose track of time. Mm-hmm. But pay but attention. The timer yeah. never does. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> number two, use math. <laughs> And you need to, I know, I know. You work backward. You start with a time you need to be there or want to be there. And then you work backward from that. Okay, we need to add, well, do you add 10 minutes per kid? You know, that kind of thing. What do you do? Um, How long does it take there? You know, put your route in on the map, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And always overestimate on the time it's going to need. So for example, our church building is a quarter of a mile from our house. It's extremely close. We walk there sometimes. But when we drive, which is most of the time, it takes us less than five minutes to get there. But I estimate 15 because every time something is going to happen, right? So we never leave before a quarter to the hour if church starts on the hour because we're going to need five, you know, five minutes to load up, five minutes to get there, five minutes to walk in and get settled, um, you know, at the very least. So pay attention, give yourself lots of wiggle room. I know it seems if you're the kind of person that loves to pack stuff into your day, I know it seems kind of useless. Like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to estimate another 15 minutes. Like I like to work until the last possible second. I'm going to just put in one more load of laundry. The problem is your stress level goes through the roof when you know there's no way you can get there on time because somebody dilly dallied or you've, you lost your purse or the keys are nowhere to be found. Right. A few other things to factor in are how early do you want to arrive? Like, don't just think, well, I'll get there two minutes early, but that's probably going to be eaten up by traffic or something. Give yourself five to 10 minutes early. Um, are there going to be any stops on the way? Do you have gas in the car? right? Is a kid going to get car sick on the way and you're going to need to pull over, right? Factor that in. And also another thing I noticed um, that's really important for me to remember are the phases that my kids are in. So for example, every time I have a baby, I forget that when we're going to go somewhere, I have to stop, nurse the baby, change the baby, get the baby in a car seat. And that takes a lot of time. I can't just pack up and go in five minutes, right? Same thing with like the three-year-old who insists on putting his own shoes on. That's going to be an extra five to 10 minutes, right? Maybe he never knows where his shoes are, right? Right now, our phase is the dog, anything that's left on the floor, the dog picks up and takes out the doggy door into the backyard. So if you're missing a shoe or a sock or a book or a purse, that's going to be in the backyard. You have to go on down. <laughs> or maybe your teen is going to be driving, right? We have a, a, a driver who has a permit right now. And very often he likes to drive. He's going to drive a lot slower and more cautiously. It's going to take more time. So I know it sounds like a lot, but just kind of walk yourself through. The last couple of times we were late, it was because of, right, write those things down, plan for them in the future. Yes. A couple other considerations to remember to take in is, are you going to cross a time zone line? Um, so figure out this, this is still like mind boggling to me. We live not too far away from one. And if I'm going to an appointment in that time zone, I have to figure out how to set it on my calendar. So it shows it in my time zone and reminds me in my time zone, not their time zone. (laughs) 
Okay. And then remember, you know, the time changes in the spring and fall right now. I mean, they're talking about doing away with that, but whatever. For right now that we have to take into consideration the time change, is there road construction on the way? The nice thing about that is that it can show up like on a Google map or your Apple Maps app. Now, you don't have to just guess. Usually something like an accident. Well, sometimes Google Maps will show that too. Like there's an accident and it's going to delay you this amount of time. Um, weather. Are you going to run into a storm? Are you going to drive through a storm? Is it going to be icy? All those other considerations that might add something to your time. Yeah. You know what I've found is uh, many times I will drive someplace that's familiar to me. So I don't use Google Maps or Apple Maps. and um, But I forget that I'm driving at 4.30 p.m. And that's when all the coming home traffic is. And I'm going, I should have pulled up my map, even though I know how to get there. I just need to know. Yeah. Don't take that route. Don't remember, you know, remember that yeah. that freeway is always clogged. So Okay. Number three, accountability. Someone needs to be accountable for getting there on time. If you um, always expect your spouse to do it and he always expects you to do it, there's going to be a problem, right? It could even be a child, right? Do you have an older child? I have an older child who really likes to get places on time. I think he just doesn't like people to look at us when we walk in places. So he will be like, let's go, let's go. Look, it's time to get in the car. Come on. You know, and they're, and, and then very often they'll help pull some kids out into the car while you're doing the last minute things. Um, or maybe you're just going to leave it to your phone. You're just going to put in an alarm every single time you need to go someplace. And when the alarm goes off, you move, right? And you, and you make sure that that's responsible, but somebody has to be accountable for that. Yes. My husband and I have the worst habit of assuming that the other person is watching the clock. <laughs> and what the kids were actually laughing at us the other day because, um, they said, mom and dad, when you guys go on a trip, we're never late anywhere. Oh, <laughs> burn. <laughs> so it's us. You're saying it's us making you late. And they were like, well, I think we are just so conscious that we don't have mom and dad to help us that everybody's my save kid. Nice save. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, earned yourself some, uh, chocolate with that one or something. <laughs> Okay. So I have to admit that for many years in our married life, it was generally my husband that wanted to be on time was always getting people moving. I am becoming better though. And I think part of it is because my husband does travel a lot for work. So if we're never on time when he's gone, then, you know, we'd never be on time a lot of the time. But I have noticed just how empowering it is to show up on time. One of the first things I've noticed is that it eliminates my own stress level, right? I'm not always running up here thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to be late. Oh my gosh, hurry up. I'm not yelling at kids. I'm not um, irritated when I can't find something. My whole stress level goes down. I tend to drive safer, right? I don't drive super safe when we are late because I tend to, you know, push the speed limit a little bit. And it just yeah. gives you more freedom in general. Like, oh, do we want to, you know, on the way to the movie theater, do we want to stop off and get snacks someplace cheaper than the movie theater? You have time for that, right? Do you want to, whatever, stop and say hi to a friend? You have time for that. Or just be a little bit more leisurely in your in your travel time. All right. Step number four. This is planning. You've got to plan ahead. What can you do to make the exit easier ahead of time? Can you make sure, can you, can you develop a little system where, um, you have a diaper bag in the van and every time you get out, uh, I, I say van, your vehicle, it's a van. We got a large family, it's a van. <laughs> you have a diaper bag in there and it's the car diaper bag and you never take from it. And if you do, you always restock it back when you get back home. So it's ready for the next time so that you don't have to think about that. Okay. Diapers and wipes, that's, you know, taking care of or a change of plans for the kid. What if you have to leave early in the morning? How about making breakfast ahead the night before? Um, you know, if you're going to church, get your, one thing you can do ahead of time is get your, your Bible cases in the van, that kind of thing. Um, so what, what kind of things can you do that don't have to be done also last minute to take the pressure off that exit? 
right? There's so much to be done to get a large family out the door just so that we're like dressed with shoes on, let alone all the extra things that need to happen, right? Like you're going to a potluck. Is the meal ready? Is it packaged up? And can someone lift it? Is it, you know, is there a place to put it in the cart? All the things that can come up at the last minute. Just ask yourself ahead of time what can be prepared to lessen that amount of stress. One thing I've started doing is in my calendar, I will write down what I need to bring, um, what people have asked of me. You know, even if it's just something like I'm going to return a book to a friend at church, I will write that in my calendar so that at the last minute I'm not thinking, oh shoot. And yeah, I'll write it in my calendar and I'll stick it in the van, right? So it's it's there ready to go. Um, a few things that we do to help make things easier is we always have our shoes by the door. I say always, but you know, the dog and the toddler and, you know, best to the best of our ability, we have our shoes in bins by the door. So they're always in one place. We also have socks in a bin altogether because I can't trust my kids to keep their own socks sorted in their rooms. We have um, diaper bag stuff in the same place all the time. Unfortunately, we can't leave wet wipes in the car because they dry out in the desert. But uh, I was going to say, do yours freeze, Audrey? Because that could be cold and a little pushy. Yeah, in the winter. Yeah. You don't know how many times I've wadded up a frozen wipe in my hand and held it to warm it up until some little bum. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that kind of thing, weather permitting, leave your wipes in the car. And then the other thing I was going to say is... um, we very often have like a bag of activities or things. So if we, I know we're going to be driving for a little while. I'll have coloring books or something set aside in a bag. Um, for church, I do let some of my little ones draw at church. So we'll have a bag set aside for that as well. And during the week is a great time to sharpen pencils or make sure that things are in there uh, taken care of. So you j- just have to grab it and go. Yeah. Um, develop systems. I have a friend, uh, a fellow large family mom, and she is like amazing at this. Like um, having a system ready to go so that their family isn't ever late anywhere. And like, like they have everything, like they never show up without something or forget something. It's, it's really amazing. She's inspiring to me. Um, you can put shoes out of the reach of toddlers. I always do that. Like I lay out my kids, my kids have clothes and they have town clothes (laughs) because there are things that, you know, they wear here on the farm that they just are not going to be wearing to town. (laughs) So, um, I lay out their clothes for, okay, this, you know, we plan ahead. We need to leave this early because the kids are going to have to change to be wearing suitable clothes to go to town. And then I put the the little kids' socks and shoes up out of their reach so they can't, mm-hmm. you know, see them and decide to put them on first thing when they wake up in the morning and then it's time to go and they're gone. Um, lay out clothes the night before if you know you're going to have something going the next day because, you know, me, we moms do have everything else to do. So what can you think ahead to? plan ahead to and make it easier. Take the load off that exit time. That's brilliant about the toddler shoes. Maybe I should take a clue. (laughs) Start doing the same. I have a three-year-old who I think I've bought him five pairs of shoes in the last six months. Ridiculous. They just disappear. Who knows? (laughs) Okay. Tip number five, allow for some wiggle room. I kind of addressed this earlier. Um, just, just know that Murphy's Law says something will come up always. And if it doesn't, hooray, you guys get to sit and chat for a few minutes quietly before your event or whatever. You get to drive extra slow. I don't know, whatever, go the scenic route, but something will delay your exit or your arrival, right? So I personally love planning to get someplace 15 minutes early. Does it ever happen? No, it never happens. But it usually means that we get there on time. Like for example, just this morning, I was only taking one child somewhere. We had a really important uh, appointment an hour and a half away. And all of a sudden he couldn't find this thing that he needed for his paperwork. And all of a sudden we couldn't use his car. We had to use, take a different car. One thing after another, the next thing we know, we're there right on time because I had planned to leave like 45 minutes early because I just knew it was an important appointment. We couldn't miss it. So 
you know, you'll never curse yourself for being there early, but late can cause some real problems. Yeah. You know what you say about just the kind of the ease and the, and the good feeling that comes when you're early, or at least when you're not late, it like sets the right stage for the whole event or appointment or whatever you're doing, because you're like, you're just not harried. Mm-hmm. Um, so find the sweet spot between arriving too early and arriving too late. If you're there too early, the kids are going to get bored, restless, go through all the you know things that you brought to have them keep them occupied if you arrive too early. And then there's the whole host of problems when you arrive too late because, well, we've been talking about those. Um, So just like find the sweet spot in there. Yeah. And like we mentioned before, there are going to be lots of variables out of your control. And that's why we want there to be a lot of grace for ourselves, right? Because with so many variables, just each child is a variable that may or may not cooperate, right? there's a chance to be late, right? And so there are going to be days when we do everything in our power and it still doesn't happen. And other days when we're kind of going off half cocked and we still make it there on time, but we can give ourselves the best chance at a stress-free trip and arrival if we watch out for the traffic, the detours, um, potential car problems. Do you have a car that likes to give you issues, right? Be be aware of that. Kid meltdowns. So I recently, mom meltdowns. I recently had a time when I was trying to get all my kids in the car and one of my kids was struggling and so I went somewhere to go. I think I went to go check the car. She was looking for something and I came back and she was gone. And, and I assumed she was hiding from me. Couldn't find her. Couldn't find her. I start melting down, realized she'd actually gotten in the car behind me, but it, somebody's going to have a meltdown, prepare for it, and then give yourself the time necessary. Okay. Now we have a little section for you guys, for ourselves. And it's about <laughs> our mindset for if, okay, let's be real. When you're late. Like how can you, what can you control? What can you control? Because you can't change the time that you arrived by stressing over it, by beating yourself up over it, by fretting over a late arrival. You can't, you can't control that you arrived late this time. I mean, you can intend, put some intention in the future and not arrive late next time, but okay. So you arrived late. Now what? Okay. This is your mindset. (laughs) How is it going to help if you are unable to settle in because you're upset about being so late, like everybody else, it's just going to make everybody else not able to settle in for the event or the appointment or whatever you're doing um, because you were late. And so like if we can, okay, we did arrive late, but let's not compound that problem by having this horrible attitude and parenting style and whatever you want to call it, mood once we get there. Um, So work on your mindset. You can't control that you were late, but you can control your mindset now that you are there arriving late. Yeah. And this is a struggle for me because I very often can see in retrospect, if I only had done this and this and this ahead of time or planned for this and this, I wouldn't be late. So there's a lot of self-blame there. But this this concept reminds me of uh, the dirty pain, clean pain idea in life coaching, right? The dirty or the clean pain is whatever we're missing out on because we're late, right? We're missing, you know, maybe we're, we're going to miss the beginning of service or we're going to miss part of the, the party, whatever. And we're frustrated and upset about that. The dirty pain is all oh, the shame and the guilt and the anger because we're resisting the fact that we're late, right? Just accept what is. Okay, we're late again. Good to know. There's going to be umpteen times that we're late again in this lifetime. Okay, here's another one. Good to know. I'm prepared for it, right? I've I've come up with a mantra that I like to, to tell myself when we're running late for things, and it is, we can get there late while calm and in one piece, or we can get there late, stressed out, 
and also probably get in an accident, right? So that really helps me calm my mind and realize we're late no matter what. Take your heavy foot off the gas, (laughs) calm down, make sure the kids know that you're not angry and it's all going to be okay. And it also shows them, is a great example to them, to how to behave when things don't go as planned, when they are late in life. Do they then speed and yell at everybody and honk and be irritating? No, they just accept what is and they try again next time, right? Um, I think that's a really, really powerful example to our children. Yes, that is so, so good. Um, <laughs> running red lights or pushing those yellows. It's like putting your family in danger. Right. <laughs> just because you're late? Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. Compounding compounding the the error or the bad, you know, the yeah. bad, the, the negativity by with more negativity. It's the downward, downward spiral. And I find myself saying, I just don't even want to go. If we're going to be late, I just don't even want to go. Like those thoughts are not helping the situation either. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So our final thought, my final thoughts um, are do what you can ahead of time to, and put, put your calendars, put your math, (laughs) put it in play, put it to work for you. Make somebody else accountable maybe rather than yourself, because you know that most of the burden of getting everybody out the door is probably going to be on you. So give the accountability responsibility to an older kid or a younger kid who's just learning to tell time. And they love to always be looking at the clock and announcing the time. (laughs) Or, you know, your phone, who's just kind of impartial, isn't mad about saying it's three o'clock. They just say it's three (laughs) o'clock. Yeah. So hopefully some of these tips help you help us now that we've put some intentional thought into it here that we're more respectful to others about arriving on time and really honestly more respectful to ourselves and our image as a large family, but also our showing up not only at the time we want to show up, but as the person who we want to show up as. Yeah. One other thing that occurred to me as we're talking about mindset is we might want to ask ourselves why we're so upset about being late. Like what's the big deal? Why is it a problem? Now, we, we mentioned at the beginning a few reasons why we want to be on time, right? Respect and other things. But I found for me, it's kind of some ugly thoughts sometimes that come up. I don't want to be like, because I don't want people to feel think badly of me. I don't want people to judge me. I don't, I want to like, you know, show this, this image of how I have it all together, even with a lot of kids. And that's not really a reason I want to keep, you know? So it's interesting what comes up when I really notice why am I so upset right now? What is the big deal, right? Is Am I really going to miss something or am I just upset about how I'm going to be portrayed, right? So that can be a really a really fun exercise as well. Yeah, you, you'll find. Um, so ask yourself about those times that you are successful at showing up on time, like like the departure of a plane, okay? Mm. Once that thing is gone, you're like it, there's no arriving late to a plane because <laughs> they don't hold it for you and they sort of like the president or something. <laughs> So ask yourself what you did at those times where it was crucial to not be late. What what systems, what processes, what ideas, what thoughts did you use at those times that were crucial? Like the bus was leaving and you weren't on it if you weren't there at that time. Because you will get there when it matters enough. So bring maybe some of those things or the positive parts of what you did to get there at the crucial moment. You know, like it's a two act play and the door shuts at a certain time and nobody gets in until act two. Like you want to be there because your kid's starring in it or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, you, there's things that are important enough that you get there on time and use those to inform other things that maybe don't have a bus leaving or a door closing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, everybody, that's it for today's episode. We hope something we said helped you. And if you have ideas, do us a favor and join us on Instagram or send us an email and tell us how do you make sure that you arrive on time? Because 
obviously Bonnie and I are still looking for answers. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Audrey. I'm Bonnie and we're outnumbered. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. So, so helpful to just have a, the word left. A system? No, the, the sound, the oh, audi- yes, audi- yes, yes. audible. Yeah. So helpful to have an audible audio. Auditory? <laughs> audible it's audible it means you can hear it right yeah. but now amazon took over with their whole book thing and i'm like no that's the name of their company yeah. <laughs> still audible reminder auditory yeah, reminder yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah not audible